On today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, Brandon Cooks is back in the building. The media had an opportunity to speak with him, and I think his words are very much worth listening, watching, and talking about. We look at the wide receiver group as a whole because Sunday is an opportunity for the Houston Texans to win this game, and they will need production from their guys wide out. You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn makes it super easy for you to find candidates you want to talk to faster for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. I'm John Hickman, of course, joined by none other than the Houston Texans Beat reporter Cody Davis here to talk about the Houston Texans. They got a game on Sunday against the New York Giants. And the record of this team, and right now not even the overall outcome, may not matter as much as Brandon Cooks and the conversation. Cody, you and the rest of the Houston media members were able to have with him on Thursday. Yes, sir. And look, John, listeners and viewers, um, it was very interesting to hear from Brandon Cooks, as you mentioned, from the first time um, since the NFL trade deadline. And as we all know, especially for those of you guys who follow Brandon Cooks on Twitter, um, he's been very outspoken in expressing his displeasure with the organization. And to be honest with you guys, Brandon Cooks really did not reveal too much in terms of the culture of the Houston Texans and in terms of his fit in terms on whether or not he wants to continue to be a part of this organization. He declined to answer all of that. But the one thing that Brandon Cooks did put out on the table was the fact that this is a man at this stage in his career. He wants to win. When you take a look at Brandon Cooks, as I mentioned a lot here on this show, you're looking at a guy who has played with the likes of Drew Brees. He has went to not one, but two Super Bowls. Unfortunately, he came up short in both appearances. Then when he got here in the city of Houston, he was playing alongside Deshaun Watson. However, with all that being said, you're looking at a guy in Brandon Cooks who has only recorded nine wins in a span of three years. And with only a 354 receiving yards going into week 10 of the regular season, Brandon Cooks is on the trajectory for his worst career since his rookie campaign with the New Orleans Saints. However, John, when you take a look at the fact that Brandon Cooks did sign this extension, a two-year extension worth $36 million, by the way, it has to be something more than what the Houston Texans record is at this stage of the season because when he signed that extension yes we all did have some type of expectation believing that the Texans would be better in 2022 unlike what they did in 2020 and in 2021 but at the same time Brandon Cooks had to have looked at this at this and, and thought to himself that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I sign this extension or not. I'm still committing myself to a rebuilding team. And I think that's why a lot of people looked at Brandon Cooks and the way he went about that free agent, well, not the free agent, the deadline, the trade deadline, 
with the tweets before and afterwards, and they scratched your head because you knew what was going on. I mean, you're with this franchise and organization each and every day, which brings me to I do believe that there was a conversation between the brass of the Houston Texans, Nick Casario, um, Levy Smith, the guys that control the roster and put this team together. I do believe that Brandon Cooks was under the impression because he was probably told that we are going to be competitive this year. <laughs> and with the losses and how they lost some of these games, majority of these games offensively struggling throughout the year. And, you know, and if I'm if I'm on the general manager or Levy Smith side, I will, and Pep Hamilton, I'll point to you and say, well, you haven't performed as much as we would like for you to do. Uh, but how they have lost, I think, is what really put him over the edge. Cody, you mentioned just nine wins in three years, got three head coaches <laughs> in three years. Four. Four. Head coaches in three years, <laughs> two and a half. Well, 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 yeah, Cornell, and he started off with Bill O'Brien. Two general managers, and so you look at that, and for me, it's like Cooks. Again, Cody, like you mentioned, you signed the deal. This was a situation that was bad before the deal was signed. Now there was some takeaways that I wanted to mention from. Nick Casario, I mean, not Nick Casario, but Brandon Cooks. He did mention how um, how many times – I did want to mention how many times Brandon Cooks said he wanted to keep things internal. I thought that was some sort of integrity. He also mentioned that he loves his teammates. He loves being with his boys. And so clearly there's no friction with Cooks and the rest of the wide receiver group and the rest of the guys on the roster. But Brandon Cooks, this is what he said that I thought was very interesting. How Nick Casario sees fit on what he wants his culture to be, that's a question for him because I don't know what that looks like. And I'm just going to be the best I can be for my teammates for the time being and everything else, I'll, I'll let that take care of itself. Also, he commented and said that as far as changing, I don't know. I think we were on the same page at one point in the offseason in training camp. A lot of things change, right? I don't know everything that goes through his head. Cooks continue with, I think he's trying to build a team. He has a job to do. However that looks, he's got to believe that's right, and that's all that matters. And when asked, do you feel like you fit within that steel? Cooks responded, like I said, I'm going to keep <laughs> that internal. Uh, I look at the statement when he mentioned that, I think we were on the same page at some point in the offseason in training camp, and a lot of things changed, right? To me, it seems like, again, this season, last season and the season before, finally took a toll on Brandon Cooks. I don't see a scenario where this works out. And, you know, back to the I don't know what this culture looks like. Well, we look at the firing of Jack Eastby. I think we all believe that plays a big role on whether or not Brandon Cooks would like to be here anymore. But I also believe that there is now friction because as a player, Brandon Cooks may not know what the end game is with Nick Casario as general manager. And that's frustrating for a player of his age because in a situation like this franchise is in right now, you're going to have to turn this team around with mainly draft picks. Players are not mm -hmm. going to want to come to Houston as of right now unless you overpay and overspend for some of these guys. And quite frankly, for a wide receiver who is of his age, I understand wanting to get out. So for me, Cody, and maybe for you as well, listeners out there, this is so 50-50 because, again, 
in the spring. Brandon Cooks, you signed your name on the dotted line. Mm. However, I think before that was that transpired, there was a conversation. I think throughout the process of after signing his name with that dotted line, going through the process, like you mentioned, offseason, training camp where they was on one page, there was conversations that we were going to be better than what we are. And but, quite frankly, as a player, no, nah, you're not. <laughs> that's where that potential I've covered for lies for too long. But the only issue I have with that statement is, look, even though, and, and, I, and I'm guilty of this as well, you know, and John, you could attest to this as well. Um, when the Texans hired Lovey Smith, elevated Pep Hamilton, we saw the draft class. You know, there were so many people, including myself, thought that this organization was going to be better. I get it and understand all that. But at the same time, the one issue that I'm still having with Brandon Cooks is the fact that he's speaking out about this now when he has been a part of this whole rebuilding process Basically, since the very beginning, this is different from when Deshaun got mad at the organization and when J.J. got mad at the organization because there was part of something special and it was trending in a promising direction. Brandon Cooks never experienced that here in the city of Houston. Now, with 10 games left in the regular season, you're sitting at 1-6-1. and one. I had an opportunity to ask Brandon Cooks, look, you're here now. What, how are you mentally going to carry out the rest of the season? And that was a good question, by the way. And this is what he had to say. I mean, I'm mental. Anytime I line up in, in between those white lines, I want to get my best. Because um, at the end, end of the day, when you go out there, you can't think about it. Um, you know, the things that's happening off the field is one thing. But when I go out there and line up with my brothers at the end of the day, I just got to be there for them. And um, the other stuff, you know, take care of stuff. John, I do want to piggyback off of something that you just finished talking about. Um, throughout the week, we had an opportunity to talk to Laramie Tunsil, Damian Pierre, Chris Moore, and so many other of Brandon Cooks' teammates. Everybody still loves Brandon Cooks inside this locker room, so that is a good sign. But at the end of the day, I truly do believe, as I just stated, that the issue that is going on between Brandon Cooks and the Houston Texans is more so than wins and losses. Y'all obviously love him as well, because ain't no way he looked that tall. <laughs> he looks he looks tall on that camera right there on that <laughs> shot, and we all know that Brandon Cooks ain't got that height on him. Damn good football player, um, and, and I really do wish the best for him, and I do think this offseason him and Houston will depart ways. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, but you want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Listen, check this out, guys. Super easy. Add your job to LinkedIn. Then add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. Simple, right? That's why small businesses rank uh, LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So super simple. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to easier and faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply 
Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. And of course, you know, we on Fridays, we normally sit here chopping it up with our brother, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610. As a matter of fact, you can check out Brandon K. Scott later on on Sports Radio 610 between the 2 and 6 o'clock hour, um, along with Clint Sterner and the show later on today. But ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we're not chopping it up with Brandon K. Scott today is because of Brandon Cooks. He finally made his return to practice this week, and not only him, but Nico Collins also made their return to practice. And as of Malik right Malik Collins now, as well, by the way. Malik Collins as well. And as of right now, all three of those guys are so-called questionable for Sunday's con contest against the New York Giants. However, Lovey Smith did say that all three of those guys, all three of those guys, <laughs> um, look good throughout practice, going through their routines. And I'm expecting all three of those guys to play, but more so focusing on the wide receiving core. John, early on in the week, you asked me, you know, how do I see the Houston Texans possibly winning this game against the New York Giants? Um, I still think it's a far-fetched situation for the Texans to come out victorious against New York. However, I do want to mention, if the Houston Texans can get the same production from the rest of their wide receiving core, you're talking about guys like Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore, two guys who combined for a total of 112 yards, seven catches against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. If they could showcase that same production alongside Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, I do believe the Houston Texans could possibly be more competitive Sunday against the Giants. On yesterday, I had an opportunity to talk to the Houston Texans offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton about the production of the wide receiving core playing against the Philadelphia Eagles last week, and this is what he had to say. You know, I felt like it was uh, it was a great opportunity for uh, for some young guys, uh, some guys that hadn't had a, a lot of opportunities to play to step in and and show that they can uh, play winning football. And uh, nevertheless, you know, Chris Moore he made a ton of big plays, and um, Philip, you know, Dorsett, you know, he's made contested catches. Uh, throughout the season so you know those guys were able to step in and and make some plays and and now we have to do that for four quarters so that we can end up with a w i truly do believe that the performance that those guys showcased last week was arguably one of the best performance that we've seen from that position group john i do want to ask you this question if the texans wide receivers can can sustain that level of play against the new york giants do you think it's more so those guys stepping up to the challenge or do you think it's more so Davis Mills continuing going through his reads and <laughs> just making sure that he don't get too fixated on one or two targets? Can't can't answer that, really. I, I really can't uh, simply because uh, there's been – it's just so much of an up and down situation with Davis Mills. And I also think there's been an up and down – situation with play calling and getting all of the wide receivers that they have available on on game days which hasn't been a lot involved in the past game right so uh i i, I don't know um I, but i will say this there seems to be a connection with dorset and mills that's just not there with cooks and mills there seems to be a connection with Chris Moore, whenever he's featured, 
that just necessarily hasn't been there with some of the other guys, right? And there has been a lot of guys, mainly speaking towards Cooks in this situation right now. They've tried to get it going. There's been miscommunication throughout the entire year. And I do think that there's been confusion on behalf of whether it be the wide receiver or Davis Mills when it comes to the route concept. The, the entire year we're seeing we're seeing Davis Mills throw it in an area where it's just like, where is the wide receiver? Hmm. Was he supposed to cut in? Was he supposed to cut out? And I do think that there's been a huge issue in terms of concepts and what route's supposed to be ran on this play for the for the offense. But I think a good thing that came out of the Eagles game was maybe Houston should feature Dorsett more so over Brandon Cooks moving forward. And I say that because the relationship is soured. That's 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 like that's an X. They haven't been a connection to be no, no, there's been no connection to be feared on this team, but there hasn't been a consistent connection between Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills that's so great, which would warrant not putting Dorsett out there more. That's a that's a strike. And then honestly, I think at this point, the season is what it is. So if you believe that Cooks is going to be going after this year, and if you feel like if you can still win in New York and Dorsett can do it because what I mentioned last week or earlier this week, there's a connection. Like Philip Dorsett is able to do some things for this offense that I don't know if Brandon Cooks can do right now because mm -hmm. of his lost step. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Brandon Cooks' typical numbers in terms of snaps count go down and Philip Dorsett's snap count and his percentage of playing time kind of hover around what he played against the Eagles. Maybe, you know, a few here and there. But overall, I think the best wide receiver group right now for Houston may be more Dorsett and Nico Collins if he's healthy. And then, you know, maybe you find ways to get Brandon Cooks involved that allow that would allow the game to come to him. So you taking Brandon Cooks just completely out well, of I'm, I'm the saying, equation? So let me let me clarify my statement. They are not more talented than Brandon Cooks, but I we need that. to be we need to be honest. There hasn't been a connection this year. There's been confusion between Cooks and Mills through the course of the entire season so far. If, if Nico Collins can play, then he's going to be out there because, as I've said before, he's been the best target, the best weapon for this offense as a wide receiver. But Dorsett has been able to make the bigger plays. Dorsett has just been, you know, more of a splash for this offense than what Brandon Cooks have. And if you're really serious about winning games, you got to find ways to – get Dorsett involved, more involved, Tyrone Johnson involved. Like, you got to find ways to get all of these guys involved. And with the Soward relationship, I wouldn't be upset if they featured Dorsett more than they did Brandon Cooks against the Giants because there's something there with Brandon Cooks or with, um, with Davis Mills. Listen, if you thought about securing your home with a home security, but you've been putting it off, you really want to listen up to this because right now, Locked On Texans listeners, they can all order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. Why you don't want to miss it? 
simple. Like kind of like their name, simple, simply safe, right? They are the best home security system of 2022, voted by US and World News for a third year in a row. In an emergency, they have 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Guys, you cannot beat that. And another thing that I love about it with the top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, lock, unlock for guests, access your cameras, and adjust the system settings. Don't miss your chance to say big. On the only security system I recommend, on the only security system my wife recommends, on the only security system, excuse me, that my family recommends, you're going to get 50% off on any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year. Don't wait, don't miss out. Simplysafe.com locked on slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And thank you guys for making the Locked On Texans your first listen each and every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. We got a very, I think, worthwhile conversation we're going to get into, but... Right tackle Titus Howard has only allowed 19 pressures, tied for 15th fewest among tackles. Only allowed two sacks between Titus Howard and Larry Tunsil. Damian Pierce was asked, where does he stack up in the Offensive Rookie of the Year award? <laughs> I and love he this said, answer. the odds are in my favor, brother. <laughs> You got to love that, right? And I, this is some NFL quick news. 79. Do you want to know what that number stands for? 75? Why, 79? Why that number is significant? 79 one-score games, the most through NFL, through nine weeks in NFL history. Now, you guys go back and ask how many of those games were the Houston Texans in. <laughs> uh, just about all of them. <laughs> but... A lot of them, right? What I would want to say, I'm glad that you gave that stat between Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howell because going up against the New York Giants, you're talking about a team that's, what, top three, top four in bliss defense, and they're definitely going to need both of those guys to protect not only Davis Mills, but um, Damian Pierce to continue moving that ball forward right. um, in New York on Sunday. And New York does give up some yards on the ground. I think yes, they're ranked they 24th do. or 25th right now with 104 yes, five per game. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting for DP, man. Yeah, it really is. But speaking of Davis Mills, John, we talked a lot about Brandon Cooks throughout this whole entire episode. And ever since he started – showcasing his displeasure we've talked about everything from wins and losses we talked about you know his relationship or lack thereof a relationship between um him and lovey smith him and nick Asirio. we talked about whether or not um the departure of jack easterby is part of the reason why he is showcasing his displeasure but there's one topic i think we also have to address 
And this came to my mind when I asked you about, you know, whether or not Davis Mills can be the be the answer to helping this Texans wide receiving core stay productive against the New York Giants. And I'm looking at this from a standpoint of when you mentioned there has been a disconnect between Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks. I'm wondering how much of his frustration playing alongside Davis Mills this season is yeah. part of the reason why he wants out. Yeah. And I say that because, look, I'm going to live and die by this. <laughs> I was a Davis Mills truther. <laughs> I was a part of Team Davis Mills. I'm still a part of Davis Mills. I've just decided I'm going to die on that hill. But Good luck. We <laughs> but we all can agree that Davis Mills has taken a step back this season and the one-two punch between him and Brandon Cooks this season has not looked good like it did last year especially during those last five games of last season and John I'm looking at this from a standpoint of Brandon Cooks part of his frustration has to be he is tired of playing alongside Davis Mills yeah I just mentioned it man I don't know how many times I'm watching film or watching the game live and in critical crucial moments it just seems like maybe they're on you know not even a different page a different book hmm. right and again for a wide receiver that's been in the league as long as he has it's hard for me to place the bank blame on Brandon Cooks I'm sorry he's seen every route he's seen every coverage he's seen He's seen it all, right? He's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. He's caught over a thousand yards, however many times. He knows the league, and so it does come back to whether or not is it Pep Hamilton's play concepts and his play call, or Davis Mills. And I can't say that it's Pep Hamilton because we've actively seen moments where guys are completely open, and Davis Mills is either selling the ball over the mm -hmm. head, throwing it in the ground, putting it too far wide out, not completing some of these. NFL throws that, by the way, we've seen them make in the past. So I got to look at Davis Mills and I got to look at his regression and I and I got to look at the lack of consistency between quarters, the lack of consistency between getting the ball to where it needs to be, ball placement, accuracy. And if I'm Brandon Cooks, and by the way, Cody, I've played with a lot of Diva receivers. <laughs> Shout out to my boy TP, man, the, the father of my godson. And let me tell you something right now. We're all best friends with me, him, and my, and my quarterback from high school. He still blames my quarterback from high school right now <laughs> for not getting him the ball in a major playoff game. I say that to say this. At a certain point, divas, receivers, well, they're going to let us show. Brandon <laughs> has been humble his, old, his entire career. And wanting out was the most respectable way of saying, I need to play with a quarterback that I know can get me the ball. It ain't in Houston. I got to go. I wouldn't necessarily call Brandon Cooks a diva receiver, um, despite everything that's going on now, because this is truly the first time we've seen Brandon Cooks act this way. But what I would say is this. History repeats itself, because like I mentioned, I said it early on in the show, I'm going to say it again. Brandon Cooks has played with the likes of Tom Brady, the GOAT, Drew Brees, one of the GOATs, Deshaun Watson at the time, and possibly once he get back in strive, a top five quarterback in this league. The only other time Brandon Cooks showed some type of frustration playing with another quarterback was Jerry Goff, his last year in Los Angeles. 
He leaves Jared Goff. He joins Deshaun Watson in Houston. And all of a sudden, he records 1,000 receiving yards again. There was promise with Davis Mills. Unfortunately, it's not no more. And you have to keep that in mind, that at the end of the day, this is a, a, a young man frustrated <laughs> of the losing, broken promises, and the fact that his quarterback bamboozled and hoodwinked all of us. <laughs> well... <laughs> Tired playing with the Houston Texans. Thank well, you guys for <laughs> checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. We really appreciate it. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube under Locked On Texans. Like, comment, all of that. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And if you don't do anything this Saturday, watch them. Because we coming for you, TCU. Oh, my God. Y'all going to blow that lead to... But as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.